Welcome back to Sacramento, Nemeus Keda. The Kings signed the big man to his first full NBA contract. And heading into training camp, he'll have some competition to earn a true roster spot for the first time in his career. We'll discuss that, plus why the Sacramento Kings should be everybody's league pass team next season, all right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all offseason long. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC 10 News. And I'm not going to lie to you. And in fact, if you've been listening to Locked On Kings, you'll know that anything to the contrary would be a lie. I did not expect Namias Keda to be returning to the Sacramento Kings. I didn't expect it, especially after the Nerlens Noel uh, uh, signing earlier this offseason. I thought the writing was kind of on the wall for, for Keda. I thought that, uh, that, that the Kings were going to be moving in a different direction, but here they are using their last roster spot uh, to sign Keda to a contract. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that Keda is going to make the roster. I'm not rooting against that at all. In fact, I'm adamantly rooting for Namias Keda to make the roster. If you were to tell me one of Nerlens Noel or Namias Keda could make the roster right now, uh, I, I've I've thought about this and, and gone back and forth with this a little bit, but in terms of like obviously a, a younger player, someone who doesn't have as much NBA experience, but has more than enough of the the physical capabilities to be what Nerlens Noel has been throughout his journeyman career in the NBA. I mean, it, it should be Namias Cato, really. Um, and I think he has a very, very, very good chance of actually earning a roster spot. But the Kings can bring in uh, a handful of guys into training camp, which, of course, they're going to do. Uh, and then we'll wait and see. They still have a decision to make on their final uh, two-way contract spot, which I still think is going to Jordan Ford. But maybe they go in a different direction with that. I believe Jordan Ford is going to get a, a Kings training camp invite, at least from the conversations that I've had and what I've heard. Things are, are, are trending in that direction. So, Keita hasn't guaranteed made the team, but he's certainly a step closer, and the Kings offering him this contract, signing him to this contract, is is, is really a welcome sight. Again, I, it was something that I wasn't necessarily uh, expecting, but a standard NBA contract after two years as a two-way guy, Nimi has worked really, really hard. Uh, and, and last season in the, the G League, he was one of the best players in the G League period. He averaged 17 almost 18 points per game, 17.7 points per game, shot 68%, rounded up to even 69% from the field, averaged 8.7 rebounds, which I've shared with you. I wish that number was a little bit higher for his size in the G League, but it's still not bad. Uh, and almost two blocks per game. He led the G League in field goal percentage. He was fourth in blocks per game in the G League last season. It was an all-NBA G League and all-defensive G League player. Uh, second in like G League MVP voting or, or, or a top candidate for the G League MVP. Like Nimi, in many ways, dominated G League competition, which is the sign of a NBA caliber player. So I'm glad Nimi is getting this shot. I was concerned that 
if the Kings weren't going to give Nimi the opportunity, which team would? Because no team knows Nimi better than the Sacramento Kings do. But clearly, it, I, it took their time. I don't know if it was because of maybe Kata's injury and them wanting to learn more about Kata's injury that he suffered in summer league. I don't know if they were looking at other options of how they could fill that final roster spot. Ultimately, I think this is a solid decision uh, for the Sacramento Kings. It's incredibly low risk, potentially solid reward. I won't say high reward because I don't think anybody expects Kata uh, to, to make an NBA roster and suddenly work his way into a position where he's, he's, making a case to actually be a starting center, especially not here in Sacramento with, with DeMontis Sabonis being here. So I don't really look at it as a high reward in that sense, but a solid reward. If if Kata can be added to this Kings team, the depth of, uh, of their front court, the depth of their center position, uh, I think he has not just a chance to make the roster over Nerland's Noel. I think he has a chance to, at times, threaten Alex Len for that true backup center spot, even though I think the majority of backup center minutes consistently are going to go to like a small ball center, Trey Lyles. Kata has opportunity here. Now, the reason why I say, and I feel personally like the Kings will have a competition for that spot between Kata and Noel is because I have a hard time believing that they would bring both in, especially with the expectation that Alex Len is going to make the roster. Maybe, maybe there's a competition between Len, Kada, and Noel, but I think Len is ever so slightly like on a higher, more secure position just because of the year that he had last season. Uh, and, and he did turn into at times a reliable option for Mike Brown to go to. We saw him play and provide the Kings some good minutes, even in the playoffs against the Golden State Warriors. So, I think Alex Len is more secure than the other two players are, and there's no way in my mind that the Kings are going to use four, four roster spots on centers, Sabonis, Kata, Len, and, uh, uh, and Noel, and then have Trey Lyles be their small ball center. So you're basically five guys that, that kind of are around the same position on your roster. The Kings, there's no way they're going to do that. I, I would be shocked if all five of those guys made the team, and we know two are absolutely guaranteed to make the team in uh, in, in Lyles and Sabonis. So what does Nemeas Keita have to do? What does he have to do in, in, in training camp to separate himself, right? What does he have to do to establish himself as the guy that deserves that spot over a Nerlens Noel and, and maybe even make a case for replacing Alex Len or, or jumping Alex Len in the rotation? To me, it's simple. Like with Kata's size, he should absolutely dominate the glass. Like you need you need a solid, really, really solid rebounding presence from Kata. And while again he he was top of the G League in in shot blocking, averaging almost two blocks per game. Shot blocking is a stat that Mike Brown has openly talked about not liking it very much because shot blocking does not guarantee a turnover, right? Shot blocking doesn't guarantee you possession. A lot of times, actually, you'll see blocked shots either go back to the team that shot or go out of bounds and possession remains with the, the, the team on offense. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing because it could be late in the shot clock and put them in a tough position where they have to hoist one up. So shot blocking is never a bad thing, but it's not as good as like securing a defensive rebound. When you secure a defensive rebound, you've secured possession. 
you've taken over possession from the opponent. So uh, defensive rebounding is arguably more important than shot blocking specific stat to stat in the box score. But rim protection also means changing shots, right? Having a presence around the rim, having a presence in the paint. And if Namias Keita can establish himself as someone who can change shots, who can affect shooters, not allow them to get good looks within the paint or even from mid-range, someone who can anchor kind of that paint area defensively without getting into foul trouble. And that's a big key because it's really difficult to do, especially when you're incorporating yourself into the NBA game. It's faster. Guards are more athletic. Players are attacking, know how to go at you, know how to draw fouls, know how to take advantage of if your arms aren't straight up, if they're even out a little bit, players will go right up into that to kind of draw a foul, right? Like it's not always easy to do. Figuring that that out is hard. If Namias Keita can show in training camp that he's capable of being a solid rebounder that can secure defensive rebounds, someone who can protect the paint change shots, and stay out of foul trouble in that way. And he's certainly going to be put to the test with guys like De'Aaron Fox attacking him and guys like Malik Monk attacking him, right? And then on the offensive side of the ball, kind of show what he's he's shown and developed more over the, the, the course of the last couple of seasons, which is a, a good, solid touch around the rim, can step out and occasionally hit a three-point shot or a mid-range jumper when needed. But someone who is out there that will not drastically negatively affect the offense, and I think I think that even undermines Kata a little bit, because I think Kata's offensive game is better than people give it credit for. When we look at Kata and we look at his size, we think his meal ticket in the NBA is rebounding and defense, and rightfully so. And the Kings need both of those things. But offensively, Kata's got I wouldn't say a refined offensive game, but a solid enough offensive game to where the ten to fifteen spot minutes that is. Probably his maximum role, like if we're being honest, I think Kata's NBA role, like at his peak, is someone who backs up the center, the starting center for 10 to 15 minutes a night, helps on the defensive end, helps with rebounding, and just holds down the four offensively. Kata can do all those things. And if he does all those things in training camp, he's beaten out Nerlens Noel for a roster spot. Who's my money on at this point in time? I think my money still has to be on Noel just because he has the NBA experience, because he's made multiple teams before, and he 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 knows. However, most recently he was dealing with obviously injuries and getting cut and stuff like that. So I don't know if if Noel's NBA time is kind of come and went, but I would out of the two, I would like Kata to get the roster spot more. I think, and I know I've gone back and forth with that a little bit. But I, I still think, I think Noel's the favorite, but I think Kata has the potential to provide the Kings with more. So that potential should be what this Kings team is seeking. So I'm excited about Namias Kata coming back. I'm happy for him. He's an um, just an awesome guy. I've had an opportunity to chat with him a couple times, had a nice long conversation with him actually uh, when I covered the Stockton Kings uh, media day last year uh, and, and chatted with him for a while and, and, at that point, even though it was just a second season and his second two-way contract, he was almost like a, a G League veteran or a two-way contract veteran, and he was helping Keon Ellis along a little bit. Um, so I, I like it. I, I'm 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 glad Nimi is coming back. I'm glad the Kings have seen enough in him to want to give him that opportunity, give him that chance, uh, and I hope he absolutely makes the most of it because this might 
kind of be his last chance, but it also might really truly be his first real chance compared to the opportunity that he's gotten at the NBA level, whether he's either playing garbage time minutes or the Sacramento Kings are throwing him to the wolves like he was last year when he had to guard Joel Embiid, poor guy. Uh, so th this might be his, his only one true chance at being an NBA player, but it's the first chance that he's truly gotten. And it's more than deserved, in my opinion. So I'm excited about Nemeas Keita. I know, I know we got some Portuguese fans out there that want to chime in. What are your thoughts uh, on Keita getting this uh, this uh, this contract? And what's, what's your confidence level in him actually earning a roster spot? And what do, could you see his role being with the Sacramento Kings? Let me know. You can reach me on Twitter at MattGeorgeSack. Email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. Or, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. NFL football is about to kick off, thank goodness. And FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. And I'm not just talking about betting different games over the course of the season and winning some games and losing some games. Check this out. Right now. When you bet on a Super Bowl winner, call your shot today. Who do you think is winning the Super Bowl? On top of that, whichever team you pick, every time they win over the course of the season, you get bonus bets, free bets every time that team wins. So here's a smart bet for you. Go and bet the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Because if nothing else, they have a very good chance of, of making the Super Bowl for sure and a very good chance of winning the Super Bowl. But if nothing else, over the 10, 11, 12 plus games that the Niners are going to win this season, you're going to get bonus bets on those games, on those wins that you can use on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can make yourself more money simply by picking a Super Bowl winner for free over the course of the year. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Last year, the Sacramento Kings gained everybody's attention. This year, the Sacramento Kings are going to keep everybody's attention. Now, there are still some skeptical people that need to see more out of the Sacramento Kings. But the appropriate word there is see, because people are going to be watching. The Sacramento Kings should be the number one league pass team out of the entire NBA this season. They absolutely should. And there's kind of a, there's a negative reason for that, believe it or not. The reason why I feel like they should be everybody's number one league pass team is because I still don't expect them to get the all or the, or the national TV love that they deserve. Now, I would hope that the NBA would open their eyes to the viewership numbers of the Warriors and Kings opening round. The fact that that was absolutely far and beyond the best playoff series of last year's playoffs, not even close. So I'm, I'm guaranteeing you minimum one, probably two of the Kings Warriors four games next season will be nationally televised games, but it needs to be more than that, right? I'm not expecting them to be on the Laker level. Like the Lakers will have more national TV games than the Kings will. The Denver Nuggets, because they're NBA champions, should have more national TV games. The Bucks should have more national TV games. The the 76ers probably, probably the Miami Heat. Like, there's a lot of teams that I expect to have more national TV games than the Kings, and and I'm honestly okay with that. Like the Golden State Warriors, of course, will have a boatload of national TV games. 
But the Sacramento Kings need more than what they've had over the last five, six years combined. Like the Kings need to be up upwards of like minimum five. I'm thinking like the sweet number is eight. Like give the Sacramento Kings like eight different national TV games, some in Sacramento, some on the road, different opponents, doesn't matter. Should be basically every time the Kings take on a Pacific Division opponent, there should be a national TV game in there. Like the Kings Lakers, national TV. Kings Warriors, national TV. Kings Suns, national TV. Kings Clippers, national TV. At least once for all of those games. It, th there's four right there that the Kings should get. Five if you include two of them uh, against the Golden State Warriors. But I don't expect the Kings to get as much national TV love as, as some of these other top teams do. So if you're in another market and the Kings aren't on national TV, league pass is the way you're watching them. And I, and I think the Sacramento Kings should be everybody's second favorite team next season. They really should. And if nothing else, if you like good, fun, entertaining basketball, the Kings are one of the most, if the not, not the most entertaining team in the league with how they played offensively last year, right? That's how they turned so many heads. Wow. Oh my goodness. This Kings team is fun to watch. The amount of people that tuned in and really watched Kings basketball truly watched a full Kings game for the first time in the playoffs against the Golden State Warriors. And what was the pretty common reaction around the league? Wow, this Kings team is actually really fun. Wow, this De'Aaron Fox guy, he's hes really fun. He's really good. I forgot how good De'Aaron Fox was. Wow, DeMontis Sabonis actually turns out that wasn't a bad trade after all for the Sacramento Kings. Like, the Kings are one of the most entertaining teams. I would argue the most entertaining team in the league because how they play on the offensive end of the floor. Of course, we're hoping that the defense gets better. We're hoping hoping that translates to even more wins this season than than last season. But I really expect the Sacramento Kings to be everybody on everybody's radar now. Like they're not catching anybody by surprise. They shouldn't catch any audience members or, or NBA fans by surprise anymore. And they're certainly not going to catch any opponents by surprise. Now that doesn't mean that the Kings won't still beat those opponents because they're going to be extremely difficult to stop. But I, I think I think Sacramento should be a known commodity, and what they should be known for is being entertaining, fun, a group that you want to watch and you want to pay attention to on a nightly basis. So if you're looking for a league pass team, Sacramento Kings should be that number one team. Every single year, I always pick a team from the Eastern Conference that I ad adopt as my like Eastern Conference team of the year, right? Everybody in the East, Adopt the Sacramento Kings as your Western Conference team. Don't pick any other team. You might be tempted to pick a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Don't do it. Pick the Sacramento Kings. You are welcome here. You can hop on the bandwagon for a season. I'm giving you full uh, clearance to do so. We're accepting here in Sacramento. Hop on the Sacramento Kings bandwagon. Pay attention and watch what the Kings do next season because I promise you, you're going to be very entertained. So on Monday, a couple Sacramento Kings players, Keegan Murray and Malik Monk, competed or played in the Midtown Church Golf Tournament uh, in Elk Grove at Valley High Country Club. And I had the opportunity to go out there and, and cover the, the event as, as part of ABC 10. Now, those of you that don't know, Keegan Murray is a really big golfer. Like, he's super into golf. Um, and he's he's really good at it, too. Uh, and so it didn't surprise me at all that he's playing. And then Malik Monk has caught the golf bug, very similar to how I did over COVID. Like 
Malik Monk has caught the golf bug and he's been playing for about a year. In fact, I was talking with Malik um, in between a couple holes uh, and, and he was telling me like, I think he started in August of last year. So over the course of a year, he's been playing and, and he's, it's going about as, as well as you would expect. Like golf is an extremely hard game. Uh, it's nice to see not every single athlete like Steph Curry uh, be good at multiple sports and and not share their talent with anybody else. But Malik is actually a lot better at one year in than I and most people are, which doesn't surprise me with him being being an athlete. We were talking about like the clubs that he has. He has a bag full of Callaways. We were talking about getting fitted. Like it was fun to Malik's already such a great personality, but to be able to talk golf for a short period of time with him and see how kind of his face lights up. And then I've had multiple people send me pictures of him at Sacramento courses, like working on his game, working on his putting, uh, getting lessons, things like that. Like Malik has caught the golf bug. Uh, so it was fun to see them out uh, at the course in, in Elk Grove. And before the round, we got the chance to speak with uh, Keegan Murray and Keegan. Uh, this is all cut together. So for context, Keegan at first talks about what it was like competing uh, at the Team USA camp as part of the Team USA select team and what that experience was like. Uh, he talks about this offseason, how he's grown offensively and how he's developed uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And at the very end, he talks about um, he and Malik teaming up for this golf tournament, but also playing against one another over the last year and uh, and and why why there's not any money on the line or there wasn't any money on the line for the two of them uh, in, in this particular uh, tournament. Take a listen. Yeah, it was cool. Um, there's a lot of really uh, well-known basketball players there, coaches, things like that. So uh, I feel like it was just a good opportunity for me to just learn from new people and um, just kind of experience that. Because, um, I mean, it's a position that uh, I feel like not a lot of people get to have often. So it was, it was a cool experience, especially this summer, just kind of getting my foot in the door in that and just kind of learn the, the FIBA game and, figure that out so that I feel like the more that I can do that um, the better chance I'll have to uh, hopefully be on one of those teams in the future and uh, I'm just excited for that opportunity. Yeah I feel just confident overall um, on both sides of the basketball. Uh, I feel like I've just taken a big step in my offensive game just figuring out ways I can score and when I've when I'm aggressive, I feel like um, I can get to any spot I want. So um, just having that confidence in myself going into the season is big for me. And uh, I feel like I've taken those steps to, to be that confident. So but I think a win for us is not getting last place. So um, and I will hopefully go uh, under par today. If we play one-on-one, -on -one, I, I haven't lost to him. So um, I think we just, we're just trying to shoot the lowest score possible and see how it goes as a team because we never played as a team before. So. Do you and Malik have any bets uh, today? Have you placed any wagers or anything? Or? No, because we know how that would go. <laughs> 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 I, I went by a landslide. So So there's Keegan Murray before the uh, the golf tournament. A lot of people commenting on the fact that you heard a little bit of Keegan Murray's laugh there at the end, a chuckle. Keegan Murray, yes, he does smile. He does tell jokes. Uh, my partner, Kevin John, and I at ABC 10, we were marveling a little bit over like how confident Keegan's grown or, or how much more comfortable he is speaking to the media, which is, is really cool. And that over the course of your rookie season, kind of getting that out of the way and getting more comfortable and understanding that a little bit. Keegan's always said he's confident, uh, but he is giving off more of those definitely confident vibes in, in speaking with him. Um, and I loved what he said about like, I, I've, I've talked about this before, but the team USA experience that he got 
like getting being able to work with Team USA players, being able to work with Team USA coaches. I know a clip came out. Someone posted a clip to social media of just during one of their scrimmages. Keegan with a ridiculously quick release catch and shoot three that if that is consistently part of his game at the NBA level, he's already a great shooter. He adds that to his game, that Ray Allen quickness to that three-point release. I mean, he's going to be a nightmare for defenses to deal with. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited that Keegan got that opportunity. I'm very excited that Keegan is not, at least as far as I understand, going to be traveling or competing or anything in the in the basketball or FIBA World Cup. Uh, so very happy about that, and I'm I'm glad Keegan got that experience, and it was fun to to go out there and be with those guys a little bit uh, during their uh, their golf tournament earlier on this week, but. Uh, I want to hear again your thoughts on share with me your thoughts on what uh, like what you think about Keegan Murray participating uh, in that uh, select team and, and as part of the Team USA training camp. Uh, your thoughts on the Miascada, your thoughts on the Sacramento Kings as a like a league pass team and the amount of t- national TV games you want to see uh, the Kings get next season. Let me know again. Hit me up on Twitter at Matt George Sack. Email me Matt George Sports at gmail.com. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. I really appreciate your support. As always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Have more great content uh, coming for you this week. The guys from Locked On Knicks reached out to me and said, Hey, do you want to do a podcast and debate De'Aaron Fox versus Jalen Brunson? And DeMontis Sabonis versus Julius Randle. And I clap back saying, there's a debate? Like, I'm taking the I'm taking Fox and Sabonis every day of the week over Brunson and Randle. Well, apparently the Knicks guys disagree a little bit. So we're going to be doing a Locked on Kings, Locked on Knicks kind of crossover episode to, uh, to debate that and discuss that a little bit. And Kings fans, I know you're going to have thoughts and feelings on that. So come loaded and prepared uh, with those. That should happen. Um, it's scheduled to happen tomorrow. So that podcast should be dropping tomorrow. Plus, I want to do, uh, I have more interviews coming for you in, in the coming weeks. I want to do a live podcast again. Uh, pretty soon, just answer your questions, interact with you. So keep an eye out for that too. We got more off-season coverage and, and content coming. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.